it's about getting into schools and talking to young people because you know I, I know that people can change uh, and, it, and it's about talking to people and getting them to understand and perhaps step back from violence and, and prejudice and whatever and we just need to work together and keep on the good fight there absolutely Hey there guys, we are ecstatically happy to announce that we are associated with the Sophie Lancaster Foundation. The times are changing and with the unfortunate death of Sophie, those changes have made a massive impact for the future. If Sophie was with us still today, I can guarantee what you are doing will still be reaching so many lives of young teenagers, young adults and those who wish to be as different as possible. So thank you very much. To find out more about this incredible foundation and all the work they do, and more importantly, how you can help, head on over to www.sophielancasterfoundation.com. I'm Days to Waste. I am a musician from Portland, and you are listening to the Chronicles of Podcast with Jamie and Tom. And welcome to this late night edition of the Chronicles of Podcast. Wait, hang on. Oh, uh, sorry. Oh, uh, I, I, uh, um, I, I don't know what that was. Realistically, it's the Chronicles of Podcast. Who are you, anyway? Um, and it's the fifty-third edition. Fifty-three. It's great. We love it. Uh, I do believe, Jamie, these are the Chronicles of Days to Waste. Am I correct? Yes, they are indeed, sir. Wonderful. Well, let's not waste any more time. Hit it! Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 53rd edition of the Chronicles of Podcast. And these are the chronicles of days to waste. It is I, the bearded Brummy Jamie, and joining me as always, as always, is this handsome devil over here. It's the Scots and Tom, and just because of what you stood there, Keris has started doing that. <laughs> she did it to me <laughs> yesterday, I think. Um, so I'm I think a- I can't. Huh? It's a little bit obsessed with that song. I can't stop singing it. No, not that. But as always, oh, um, really, yeah. <laughs> um, what song is it? The Call of Cthulhu. Oh, is that what it, oh. <sighs> uh, sorry. I had that planned out all week, and it yeah. failed. It didn't fail. What I'm really impressed with is that you heard the entire thing. That makes it even worse. <laughs> so that you didn't it get didn't... it. Yeah, sorry. It just felt harder than me at my GCSEs. Jesus Christ. It's just the way it... Yeah, sorry. I was just more impressed with the fact that you heard these for the first, like, probably for the first <laughs> time there all the way through ever. Yeah. So. But uh, yeah, she started doing some yesterday and I was like, oh, catching on. Um, but I can't remember what we're talking about, but it was just funny. It made me laugh. Um, <laughs> but Jamie, why do we always offer our fingers to hamsters? You know what's going to happen. <laughs> 
You know what I mean? It's just like, why? Why? You know what? Because they're going to think your food. So why do people always go, well, we need some hamster. Come on, come Ah, you bastard. Why the fuck do they have hamsters? You're green as shit anyway. <laughs> yeah, absolutely right. Oh, they're so vicious. They always bite you. So what I'm going to do is stick my finger in the cage and be completely surprised when it bites me. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. right. Yeah, because hamsters will go, oh, that looks tasty. Hamsters are pure evil, let's be honest. I, d- I mean, I don't get them. I did have one. I had one called Toby when I was a kid. Um, and it was brown and white. It was lush, but they don't really do anything. They're like the pet that's like, they're like the tester pet, aren't they? For kids. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. It's just like, goldfish. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you want a dog, do you? Do, do you? Right. We'll fucking see about that then, shall we? <laughs> Dev, get the fucking answer. Get him up. No. No, I'm telling you, you've got to have a tester pet first. See if you, have, if you can, if you kill it in a month, you're not having a fucking dog. And I didn't say fucking in front of you. Sorry, don't repeat that. Um, so I, I used to have dwarf hamsters. What? I, they, I've never seen a dwarf. They're literally really tiny hamsters. There was quite a tragic story of those, to be fair. Uh, because? Well, one somehow got an infection and died, and then the other one ate it and then caught said oh. infection and also died. Yeah. They were, and they were, they were names of Thelma and Louise, and they died together, which made it even slightly funnier, to be honest. Because there's a girl that I work with who's got gerbils, uh, and she keeps getting pregnant and having babies and then eating the ones that are, like, deformed or not. Yes. Why do rodents eat? Their, why, what is going on? What is with this world? <laughs> Can you imagine if that was, like, real life? Just, like, your other half dies. You're like, I'll miss them. Anyway, knife and fork. Yeah. I'm not getting on fucking barbecue sauce on that <laughs> in the grill. What are you having to that, Tom? Oh, I'm having I'm having grilled leg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, uh, wife, the wife died last week. I've kept her in the freezers, lasting me ages. Yeah. Fingers, the fingers and toes are chips. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so, so, that, so that happened, and then I don't know. Being a teenage boy, do you ever watch Ground Force? Yes. Were you ever obsessed with the fact that Charlie Dimmock never wore a bra? <laughs> I can't remember if I was, but I remember the nation was. Like, it was this but everyone huge was obsessed thing, yeah. with the fact that she didn't wear a bra. They could always see her nips through the top and everyone loved it. <laughs> That's all anyone could talk oh, about. Like, like, oh, ground force. It's groundbreaking figures, uh, ratings. I wonder why. <laughs> it's not Alan, Alan Titchmarsh and his amazing gardening skills. Uh, we're not here for the Titchmarsh. We're here for the tits. <laughs> <laughs> We're for the Dimmocks, so yeah. Oh, God, that, out for that, the that mentality makes me fucking sick. Oh, no. Uh, oh, I just want to see Charlie and her Dimmocks. Like, Jesus Christ, Barry, you're all Charlie right. Charlie and her Dimmocks. Oh, fuck me. Just, yeah. <laughs> I don't, the lad mentality and lad culture, I fucking can't stand it. Never got it. Never, ever got it. It's never been a part of me. No. Just, but, just no. No. And the last thing I want to bring up before we get into the cruxy, cruxy, delicious part of the show, because uh, I know how much you loved it when I said that last week, um, <laughs> is that we were obviously together at this point at Bloodstock last weekend. We yes. were traipsing, after an interview, traipsing back to the Sophie Lancaster tent and overheard a conversation, which just went, oh, mate, it's so good. Like, I've just recently got back into Fanta. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> what? That's not why I thought that was going. Not that I should be listening and eavesdropping into a conversation, but what a thing to say. No, to be oh. fair, he walked straight past us saying it quite loudly. I do remember just, this now, but... I just got back into Fanta. Why? <laughs> Fizzy Orange is not the one. 
Do you know what I mean? I like Fanta personally, I, but it's lemon. Not, it's not yes. my go-to. But Fanta fruit twist is better. Lemon Fanta. Lemon Fanta uh, is damn good too. Or yes. apple tango. Oh, apple tango. Or cherry tango is also oh, fine. Oh, cherry tango. The yeah. blue blackcurrant tango is pretty damn nice as well. No, get it. No, no, no. No, uh, I'm not a fan of that one. The only no, problem with Fanta is they keep doing these mystery flavors, and the mystery flavor is shit because they never taste nice. <laughs> <laughs> it's really brown and sick. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what? Oh. What's this mystery flavor? Oh, it's a Yazoo. My bad. Um, oh, I love Yazoo. Don't you dare. I don't actually, do. I don't like chocolate milkshake. I like chocolate milkshake. I never say it was chocolate. Well, you know, I would want the brown, liquidy, and thick. That's so. what, no. Yeah, I'm a strawberry man myself. What about you? Yes, a strawberry milkshake or vanilla milkshake all the way. Vanilla, plain and boring. What the fuck are you doing? I quite like a vanilla milkshake. Leave me alone. Nothing wrong it's, with it. It was a t- some guy I worked with was talking about um, an ice cream place in Swansea called I want to say Joe's or something. And they're really famous for their vanilla ice cream. Like, apparently, it sells out all the time. Like, really? How boring it must you be in Swansea to just eat vanilla ice cream? There's coffee or mint or, you know, uh, blueberry or bubblegum. Oh, yeah. no, I just want vanilla, please. <laughs> to go with my personality, I just like <laughs> to have some vanilla, please. Yeah, I, I think I think that Dave also wants a vanilla. I do reckon every, every, every patient, every customer they serve just go, it's, it's vanilla, yeah. Vanilla again, please, John. Are you? Are you, you yeah. Does anyone want any other flavor? We might as well sell fucking vanilla here. Like, what's the point of any other flavor? The only plain ice cream flavor that's acceptable to me is clotted cream because that is more. But vanilla, just what's the point? But you see, vanilla milkshake. No, 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 no. Vanilla milkshake is different. Vanilla milkshake is different. It's different. How is it different? Because I've just decided it is. All right, it's different. Oh, are you making the rules now, are you? Yes, I am making the rules. <laughs> Fuck right. me. Jamie, how are you? Fuck us, move on. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. I've literally just walked on. Well, not literally. I've been talking for a little while before you called me up on it. But about 10 minutes ago, got in from work. But yeah, it's all good. It's a late night recording. Late night no, recording. Hence the weird uh, beginning of where we went late night. Um, so I bet everyone watching this or listening to this is way happier that it's not. Welcome to Late Night Chronicles. Top. And Jamie. But I'm actually not that sleepy for a late night record. I'm actually kind of on the bounce. I'm pretty, probably because I've literally just gone from work, so I'm a chance to go. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, yeah so. after, after you record this, you'll be like, come lovely, thank you, shut down. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Pretty much how it's going to go. Wait, wait, if it's on the middle of the stairs. So I, didn't do any, I didn't do any work for like the last two hours of my shift, so I'm, I'm not really that tired. All right. <laughs> Look at fucking S. Mr. Arrogant over here, bragging. Not my but, fault. Not my fault. But first six hours, I was busy, so it's fine. Not a lot of people read dying today, are they? So, <laughs> sorry, I shouldn't be said that. <laughs> I work in a hospital. It happens. Can I wear my fireman suit? Um, <laughs> I haven't got to dress up in a little while. Actually. I want to take a selfie from social media so people like me. Um, <laughs> look how sexy I look in my fireman suit. Yeah, oh yeah, I'm not a fireman, no, I'm a fit one. <laughs> hey, I've had fireman training. You leave me alone. I know how to stand there and press the button because that's literally what we do. Jesus we literally Christ. have to dress up like a fireman to stand there and press a button. We're not even allowed to go up to said fire if it goes off. We just have to press a button. That's it. 
I don't know well, why we have to dress up, but there we go. Well, there we are then. There uh, we are then. <laughs> My new <Yeah>. favourite thing. <laughs> anyway, how are you? It's great for moments where you just, you know, where someone's had a massive go at you. Go. Well, there we are then. Um, yeah, I'm good. I'm I'm really fucking tired. Uh, oh, what's new? It's a surprise. I, yeah, surprise like claxons have gone and like streamers are coming down and confetti everywhere. <laughs> Tom's tired. Like, holy shit, shock the nation. Um, yeah, I did an absolute, I did a massive six-day stint. I had one day off where I had to catch up on everything, and I'm back in work again. Hey. So, yeah, I'm just like, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Whatever, yeah. Um, but I'm fine. I'm good. I'm on my own again. Hooray. Uh, living. The fucking dream. And you know what else is really fucking shit right now, Jamie? What's that? I've got no water. What? Yeah, literally what I just said. All your water's gone off? Yep. I thought, do you know what? Before I do this recording, I'll have a nice little shower. Oh, no, I won't. Okay, that's fine. I'll do the washing up. Oh, I can't do that either. So I've got shit oh. dirty plates over there. I fucking reek and stink because it's been so humid today and I can't shower. So... I know it's going to be three days in the future, but to anyone listening to this, I'm really sorry if I stank the shop out because I can't fucking have a shower. So it was humid today, dude. Like, it is not pleasant in here right now. No, I feel like I haven't cooled down since Bloodstock. I feel like I've been hot as balls every single day since. The heat, the heat dome. It's killing me. Like, I'm just... I'm, but I'm literally going for being perfectly fine. I stand there and the next thing you know, oh, look, I'm dripping sweat. What is going on? Yeah, and it's always in the arse crack or underarm. Or or in the lower part of your back, which I find well weird. I hate that. Oh, that's the worst place. You feel it dripping like, oh, oh. And then when it gets to the ass, like, uh, oh, oh, wait, hang on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this feels quite no, weird. Not nice, yeah. weird. I definitely meant weird. Um, but yeah, man, what's, uh, what's been going on in the old world of Westwood? The world of Westwood. I like that. Um, it's, been, it's been quite a busy week. It's been birthdays galore, I tell you. Birthdays galore. It has. Becky's nan turned 80, so we had to went for a meal for that. Nice. And her dad made a delicious pavlova afterwards. It was very, very nice. Very, very nice. What pavlova? Pavlova with strawberries and then a chocolate ganache on top. It was very beautiful. Oh, fuck off. Yeah, it was good. good. Where's mine? Uh, in my belly. Um, okay, that's fine. I never understand that. What you know, I've been like, oh, I'm having this, post it to me. Do you reckon anyone has had that actually done it? Like, I, all right, <laughs> and it comes like squash, like a mush in an envelope. There, there's your fucking Pavlova, you prick. Not even in a tub, just in pouring it into an envelope. Yeah, it's like, yeah, <laughs> fucking there you go. Well, you wanted some, so I've sent it in the post. Jiffy, like, Pav- I, I, Jiffy bag of Pavlova, dickhead. There you go, yeah, Jiffy Pavlova. <laughs> I don't get why people are like, oh, oh, that sounds amazing. Post it to me then. <laughs> Make Do you know what? Right? Other than you, if someone says that to me again, I'm going to do it. Like, all right, what's your address? I was going to shove it in the envelope, post it. I used to get it all the time when I was making the ice cream. They're like, oh, send me some. It's ice cream. It's going to be a pot of liquid when it gets to you. Yeah, basically, you get a very wet envelope. Yeah, pretty much. I'm not <laughs> even going to put it in a smell. I'm yeah. going to pour it into an envelope. Yeah. Job done. It was frozen when I left it. Uh, other than that, uh, another birthday. We had a little mini party for Becky's brother's birthday. Um, Olivia at Olivia, Becky's nan's birthday was moaning there was no pasta parcel. She's now slightly obsessed with pasta parcel. Okay. Don't know why. Um, so for James's birthday, 
James's girlfriend had created free lots of past the parcel, and it was great fun paying past the parcel an adult's birthday. <laughs> Just full of kids' toys. It was great. <laughs> Including two things that were supposed to be mystery sweet corn, because that's a thing. But you peel the skin back and, yeah, they just looked horribly phallic. Like, her dad had to hide them because we couldn't let Olivia play with them. It was just too disturbing. I've got a picture. I'll post it on the social media because me being me, I had to pose with them because they were fucking hilarious to look at. I wanted them. I was quite gutted he wouldn't let me keep them. I wanted to bring them on the show and go, look what I got. <laughs> they wanted so mystery sweet corn. Was it a dildo? Um, no, because it was too floppy. It wouldn't have done the job. But it might as well have been. Especially considering one of them had like the ridges of sweet corn. It was like, ooh, ribbed for her pleasure. It was, yeah, fucking oh, weird. Yeah. Especially considering cool. on the packet, one of them you can peel back and there's a finger inside. They're definitely vibrating. Yes. One of them had little lumps in it. Oh, that's anal beads. Like, <laughs> all of them looked horribly sexual. Like, I kind of want to go to Poundland and just empty the shelf because they're just hilarious. So, Olivia, we're going to have plastic parcel, but basically what we're going to do is put sex toys in them. <laughs> All right. So you'll get exactly what you want and then we'll get exactly what we want. <laughs> All right. That's what's going to happen. Yeah. Let me see a trick for Ann Summer's parties with that one. Ann Summer's passed the parcel. That but I'm sorry. Already. I don't... Mystery sweet corn does not sound sexy in any way, shape <laughs> or form. <laughs> they don't look sexy in any here's, here's mystery sweet corn along with <laughs> rambunctious pee <laughs> <laughs> rambunctious oh. pee <laughs> and here's obnoxious parsnip oh here it comes <laughs> fuck me but it's just oh yeah, I, I don't know, but they really, really tickled me. I just could not stop laughing. Like, not literally, I hope. I mean, this is a late night chronicle show. Oh, so. I know, yeah. Anything goes. Um, we also had, it was my son Harrison's birthday as well. Fucking hell. Three birthdays in one week. Uh, he turned 17. We had a barbecue for him and everything. It was a great little day. Did you see how I gave him his birthday money, though? I'm really proud of this joke. Was it on a Lego tree? It wasn't a Lego tree. And I wrapped them really tightly. And he was like, Dad, you're an absolute bastard. Because everyone was trying to get the sellotape off them afterwards. But it was amazing. Because they say money doesn't grow on trees. Now it does. Because I gave it to him on trees. I was really proud of that joke. Okay. Well done. Shaking your head at me like it wasn't that good. I'm not sure. Well, I was I proud of it. Don't lie. For the audio listeners, I did not shake my head. Just to clarify. It's just... Fair enough. As long as you enjoyed it and he did, that's all that matters. All right. Everyone else enjoyed it. I was really proud of it. Um, other than that, obviously, we've gone back to work since Bloodstock. And I'm not going to lie, I hate it. I think I love my job, yeah. but I hate being back at work. I'm like, can't we just do that full time and get paid for it? Like, yeah. Uh, it's so, ah, oh, I've literally yeah. every day I've been going, but we could be doing so much more. Yeah. yeah. One day, my friend, one day. Uh, other than that, we did a fantastic interview last night before we did this. And today, this morning, me, the wife and Olivia went to Beckett's Farm. Oh, nice. What Farm the hell is that? Beckett's Farm is a little, it's basically a giant field of sunflowers. 
and it's the last week of it this week. So unfortunately, the majority of them died off now. <laughs> but it's like a maze. We just walked through these fields of sunflowers. It's really nice. But the only thing I didn't think through before we went in there was the amount of bumblebees that were going to be in there. Obviously, flowers, pollen. Didn't think that through, did I? So I'm walking through that. I'm like, shit, get me through, get me through, get me through, get me through, get me through. Because it's bees are cool, mate. It's wasps we're watch out for. Yeah, I know that. None of them went near me. But every time I was looking at one, I was like, are you a wasp? I'm okay. Are you a wasp? Are you a wasp? Luckily, that was fine. And there were six goats there. So me and Olivia were naming them all the goats, which was good fun. I can remember Billy, Lily, Millie, Tilly. I can't remember the other two. I don't know if we came up with the names of the other Willie, by the conversation we had earlier. <laughs> Should have been. I think it did go where you went, no, that's not right. Because I couldn't bring myself to say that in front of my door. Uh, but me and Becky also had like an amazing farm breakfast. Like I was so full up. Like till about six o'clock this afternoon, I was still full up. A bit big. And there's an aquarium thing there as well. So we went, Olivia saw those massive koi carp. She was absolutely besotted with them. And they also had a 74-year-old tortoise run walking around, which was quite cool to see. Nice. I thought it was pretty cool. Um, nice. Other than that, watching-wise, I've only managed to get through one more episode of Only Murders in the Building. I need to crack on more because it's nice. incredible. Just it's had like, no time. It's so good. We've watched the first episode of She-Hulk. Very promising from the first episode. Really, really good. Really enjoyed it. And I decided to rewatch Captain America, the first Avenger. Still my favourite Marvel movie to this date, and it probably always will be. Really? Really. I just don't know what it is about that film. I just love it. I... You've watched like Infinity War and Yeah, I, I don't know what it is. I just love that film. It really gets me. I don't know what it is. And Civil War. Yeah. Just... And the Winter Soldier. Yeah. Basically, the Captain America films get better as they go on. I know, but it's just something about that first one. It always grips me. I don't know what it is. Two story-based, I like it. Oh, no. But so I quite like story-based movies, so I enjoyed that one. And also rewatched The Incredible Hulk, like the... Why is his name gone out of my head? Norton. Ed Norton. Ed Norton one. That film's a lot shitter than I remember it being. They're both awful. Oh, the Angley... Eric Banner one was dreadful, yeah. But yeah, I remember this one being a lot better than it is. It's pretty damn terrible. So I don't plan to rewatch that again. No, I wouldn't. There's no. two hours of life never get back. Precisely. Anyway, that's it. How are you? How about you? What's been happening in the world of Stevens? Oh, uh, well, let's put it this way, Jamie. After Bloodstock, I didn't come home until Sunday. We're now on Tuesday night. I've been home a day and a two days now. Oh, okay. So, you know, I was away for nearly two weeks. It's just been, we've been all over the fucking shop. So it's nice to finally be home. It's nice to be in my house. But now I'm back on my own again. So I'm like, oh, I just like, a, do you know what? I'd really like to see my girlfriend for at least two days. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? I just really like to at least, I see it for like an evening and that's it. Um, yeah. So it's pretty fucking shit at the moment in that retrospect. Um, but I actually didn't want to go either. But there we are. Uh, last time, hopefully. Uh, but we spent most of the week after Bloodstock. So where I went to Bloodstock, she started looking after her sister's dog, her sister's house, and her, her cat and her mum's house. Um, and then uh, when I got back from Bloodstock, there was another week of it, so I started to help her. So we stayed at her sister's house, looking after the dog, uh, feeding the fish, and then going back to her mum's to feed the cat, look after the cat, and then come back to the, her, her, you know, hers, stop by the flats, get some more clothes. It's just been nuts. And then I said to her, why didn't you just have the dog at your mum's house so you could do the dog and the cat at the same time rather than those back and forth traipsing from one end of Newport to the other? That wouldn't uh, make sense. So we did. We did it for the weekend. So we, we did, yeah. Um, so there. So it was fine. It was great. We're just knackering. And we're just like, we really miss our flat. 
So to come back on Sunday and we're like, oh, uh, it was great. Absolutely great to be back on Sunday. It's just so nice to be home. Uh, but I re-added for six days in a row after Bloodstock because you get punished for having a holiday. So uh, I, I had to do six days in a row before my holiday, which I didn't actually have to do. Then I had Bloodstock, but then I had to do six days because the days I'd booked off along with the festival. So I had to do six days after, but not before. So go figure. Um, Your bro makes no sense to me. <laughs> my exams, I'm on the final question of the final Ooh. exam. I'm waiting for it to be marked and hopefully I'll be a qualified, I'll be a certified level three qualification in the bag Ooh. in the next few days, hopefully. Fingers crossed. Um, that'd be quite nice, I'd be honest. Um, but yeah, we spent most of our time just watching, like being together and watching things that I want. We weren't reanimating and working. That's all we've done. That's all I've done all week. You know, nothing wrong with that. We did it. We did a fabulous interview last night, but there was a very much a Jamie interview. It was very much a Jamie interview last night. Um, so you were in your element. I just let you talk. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's out in the middle of September. So hopefully people look forward to that one. Um, you would just, you wouldn't, you wouldn't shut up. So I was like, I'm just going <laughs> to. <laughs> Don't make me feel bad. No, 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 no. In, a, in a good way. Like you're on a roll. So I was like, well, I'm not going to interfere or interrupt because, you know, you're flying. So what's the point? Like you said about me with Rachel Roll, that's how you were last night. Oh, yeah. That was a great interview. Yeah. Oh, I can't do off the cuff. And there was like 10 questions off the yeah. fucking cuff. <laughs> um, Go check that one out in the Wayback Wednesday article. Rachel Roll. Yeah. It's a good interview. That is a great interview, actually. We should have it back. Um, then today, um, before I get into what we've been watching today, I reanimated. Uh, this is Tuesday, by the way. And obviously, all the um, the flyers and the banners and the posters and the flags for Clash at the Castle have started going up. Mm. Um, and I was like, oh, my ass, it'd be so good. Uh, but Keris hates wrestling. She absolutely hates it. Uh, she just finds it really like, yeah, this is pathetic, says the girl who watches Selling Sunset. But um, watches what? Selling Sunset. How the fuck do you sell a sunset? It's a house a renovation house program for oh, okay. Netflix. Loads of really, really ridiculously rich LA people selling like two to five to five million dollar houses uh, to really famous people. But it's like a it's like the only way is Essex, but with more money. Um, Dear Lord, loves that sort of shit. Anyway, doesn't matter. Irrelevant. Anyway, so no all the stuff for Clash of the Castles going up, and I was like, it would just be so great. Um, and it's it's our year anniversary. Uh, hmm. three days after but that Saturday we w- wouldn't want to go out so I was like oh we're going for like dinner and then we'll go for drinks and stuff and then I texted her and I went how would you feel about going to the WWE pay-per-view at the castle to which she went yeah right oh, alright oh but I found out at three in the afternoon and I'm at work three in the afternoon so it's at three in the afternoon yeah so I've now oh, got to try and wangle an afternoon or a day off. So like, fuck, so I've got two weeks to do this, sort that out. So I might be going to Clash at the Castle, so I'm quite fucking excited about it. Amazing. Um, so I managed to steal my dad's BT Sport subscription, and I'm now currently just catching up as quickly as I can. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Um, so we're doing that. I've been watching WWE all evening uh, by myself. Um, Watching-wise, I also have watched the first episode of She-Hulk. Hey. Uh, I also really much enjoyed it. Uh, we both did. We both really enjoyed it. So 
um, I saw someone's comment on Facebook being like, God, she had so much better than Moon Knight. That was shit. Like, okay. Uh, it's a different style of program. I think sometimes I feel people make those, make those, uh, have those opinions because it's cool to do so because so many people loved it. Yeah. Um, I thought Moon Knight was fucking great. I loved it. Yeah. Um, so watch that. Uh, only murders in the building. We're on episode seven of series two. We're trying to be very slow <laughs> because we're three episodes from finishing. So it's like, Ooh. let's just calm our ass and just enjoy it. Uh, the finale is yet to come on Disney Plus. So it's oh. ep- it's up to episode nine, ten is the last one. So I'm like, let's just chill. So we went back to 24, we watched 24. Um, but Jamie, for the first time ever. Uh, on Sunday evening, I watched Black Widow because I've not seen oh. it. And I really, really enjoyed it. It's good, isn't it? I <clears> thought um, David Harbour as the Red Guardian. Superb, yeah. Incredible. Absolutely incredible. So, yeah, it was really good. Sorry. I do excuse me, dear listeners. Uh, yeah, I absolutely loved it. Really enjoyed it. Um, we've been watching a girl ca- uh, scout. Oh, my God. A girl scout camp murder documentary as well on Disney Plus really fucking good really good it's called Keeper Keeper into something it's amazing it's great Um, and Keris watched the Woodstock documentary as well and she absolutely loved it that's phenomenal that's really good I have not watched that yet yeah it's really good it is it just hits saying a documentary about Killing Girl Scouts or whatever on Disney Plus just doesn't sound right. Just as you were saying, it was like Girl Scouts murders Disney. Just doesn't sound right in the It's head. from I think it's on Star or National Geographic or something. Yeah, I imagine it's, um, it's just it's just the fact that it's linked with the word Disney. Just sounds. But there's so a weird. really famous Broadway actress <laughs> that was meant to have gone on that trip. She didn't go because she oh, wasn't well. Okay. Yeah, and then mm. the, the girls were they're two were eight and one was nine. Um, yeah. And one was brutally raped as well as killed. Oh, dude, it's insane. And they can't, at the moment, they don't know who it is. So Mm. it's like, oh, I love shit like that. I love shit Uh, like that. Not the the actual event that happened, but I mean, the whole documentary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. Don't worry. Don't worry. We're fine. We're fine. Just to end on a really sour note, the Kingsway car park that's right by my flat, someone jumped off it yesterday. So, Uh yeah, brutal. Really brutal. Oh, story. Sorry. Is, um, are you about to mention what I was literally going about to mention? About? I think so. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I really, I'm so, to the family of that person, I am so sorry. That is awful. Who's heard all the sirens? Like, what the hell's going on? Then all of a sudden, a kid from Wales, and I'm like, whoa. Fuck. But Jamie, I was at work on Sunday, um, and my other half messaged me, and she was like, you'll never guess who has been at the coffee shop right by our fucking flat. Only John fucking Cena. That's nuts. John Cena was outside my flat when I was working. God fucking damn it. Why was he there? He was here for the Comic-Con, wasn't he? Wasn't so I don't, that like two weeks ago? They must, have been from, they must have put it up two weeks later. I don't know, but oh, literally, maybe. Horton's Coffee Shop in Newport is right by, literally, it's just down there. Um, I walk past it every day. I walk past That's it, Jamie, nuts. every day, and I go, John Cena was sat there. Like, he could have been there when you walked past. You can't see him. 
Nice. Probably. <laughs> nice. Um, but I can't believe it. John Cena was outside my flat in fucking Newport. Of all places. Like, where was the Comic-Con? At the Ice Arena. Ice Centre. It's not far from here. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Probably wasn't done. He must have been staying around here somewhere, but because... I live in a nice area, the newly, re- new, really rebuilt area. So you just walk out of my uh, um, our apartment, you're like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so it wasn't a case of you can't see me. It's like, I don't want to be seen here. <laughs> <laughs> so I wonder if they shut the whole place down just for him, maybe. I don't know. Probably. Yeah. Oh, there, there, uh, there we are. There we are. Then. That's. Why would they wait two weeks to post that? Like, I don't know. I think if they'd have posted it when he was there, I think they would have got fucking like destroyed the amount of people like showing up. Probably at least maybe the so, day after. Go, he was here yesterday. Like I wouldn't have sat him up for two weeks. I don't know. I'd have a look. I'd have a look. But it just makes me so gutted that I work weekends. Yeah, because that would I could have. Awesome. Oh, dude, could you imagine? It's that like. Was- just enjoy my day, and there's John Cena. There's John Cena. What? <laughs> <laughs> what? What? What are you doing here? <laughs> yeah. Is this basic economics, or are you just chilling out of coffee? What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> oh, so many John Cena jokes. I love it. I love it. But I think we're all caught up, sir. Shall we? Here from Brain Barry at Stay Cozy. Yeah, yeah, come on, Brain. What's going on? All right. Is this thing on? Well, howdy doody, everybody. This is Braden Barry from Say We Can Fly, founder of Stay Cozy Clothing. Your one-stop shop for the coziest, most fashionable hoodies, t-shirts, and more. Gorsh, Mickey. That's right, folks. And we're proud to say that we are now sponsoring... The Chronicles of Podcast. Ouch. Hosted by Tom and Jamie. <laughs> like, you can get 10% off, man. That's right, Shaggy. Just use the special code, The Chronicles, at checkout. Oh, boy. Best advert ever. Still Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. I absolutely agree with you. Uh, but we're going to keep up with what we did last week. And uh, Jamie's going to deliver some uh, only Callum Street Tunes. Do you want to know something? Callum will be able to tell you. And Callum's treachings. It's cereal soup. Ooh. It's going to be good fun. He's delivered again. Three beautiful brand new treatments for you all. So let's bring it in, shall we? Jamie. What is Callum treating us? Uh, 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 was it? It's, def- it's not net. It's, it's this week? It's definitely this week. You never really own your money, it's just your turn with it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, oh my god, yeah. Absolutely right. That's insane. I I don't get how he does this shit. That's blowing my mind a little bit. It's just just, just Bill's money, I see what you did there. Ah, Bill's, Bill's, yeah. Um, Yeah, Bill Bill had this. Certainly bloody Bill's when when it leaves me. They should have. Uh, I, w- I wanted to got like a little uh, a book somewhere where everyone they obviously don't, but where everyone's only go back like the family history, like the the uh, the DNA tree, whatever it's called, family tree of money that was owned. Like interesting to know how many different people have touched a certain note. Chris Pratt touched this. Um, <laughs> Never know. A celebrity could could have owned that note. It's Never crazy, know. isn't it? 
It's so true. I mean, money is just a stupid thing that was invented by, you know, the fact, I don't mean to get political, but, you know, the fact that they're taking our basic rights away of food, electricity, gas, and everything like this, going up so much money, is insane. Yeah. I, I don't understand that we have to have this paper thing to pay for things that should be a basic right. Anyway, let's get back to the funny shit. Um, <laughs> Bring on the ways of Star Trek, that's what I say. No money. Oh, is that how they operate, is it? There's no money. So just you work. That's it. Job done. If you yeah, pay this... your way towards society, then you get what you need. Job done. Yeah, they should have those things in like in the Orville as well. You just ask for it, it just appears. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, that'd be obviously that's not the technology for that is fucking miles and years and years no, away. No. But that'd be great, wouldn't it? It's like ask for a coffee. Computer, give me a hundred cigarettes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway. But yeah, but, yeah. It, it, but... Really That's good point. Incredible. I re- I, I'm not going to wonder. I'm going to get it. I'm like, what did you say? Why is it covered in cocaine? Um, <laughs> <laughs> the edges are frightfully white. Yeah. It's been chopped up. <laughs> oh, I love that. That's great. But, yeah. That's kind but of we... blowing my mind. I'm not going to be able to look at money again properly. That's really like messing me a little bit. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to look at it properly anymore. We're going to look at this. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to, oh, I can't see it anymore. Uh, but Jamie yes sir what else is Callum preaching us this week if there's a watermelon shouldn't there be an earth melon fire melon and air melon the Ella melons <laughs> the Ella melons <laughs> I want that so bad now I want that that is amazing the earth melon would taste horrific though, I was going to say I don't want to eat an earth melon Ugh. No, and a watermelon, uh, not watermelon, a watermelon would just be, you wouldn't like, to touch it. Oh, it's full so of cool. chilies or something. <laughs> it's like a really shit version of Captain Planet. <laughs> it's the vegetarian, it's the vegan's Captain Planet, isn't it? Earth, <laughs> <laughs> melon, water, heart, melon. Fucking heart. What is that about? Let's get a fifth of the day. It's not, yeah. it's not the same with four. Earth, wind. Air, fire, heart. It's yeah, not an element. I said, love Captain Planet. What a show. Oh, it's like the fucking fifth element movie with Bruce Willis in. What is the fifth element? It's love. It's not an element. Stupid bloody. Sorry for spoilers for a film that came out in the 90s, but still. It's not an element. Yeah, just calm your ass. No, it always bothered me. Um... Apparently, late night, Jamie's angry. <laughs> oh, an air melon, though. What does that taste like? You probably just bite into it. Gone. Where the fuck did that go? If, 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 you, <laughs> if you could have one of those powers, which one would you have? Oh, hmm. probably Definitely air. fire. Air? Yeah, I think air. What, what can you do with fire, really, apart from burn things? <laughs> yeah, like, I just, I'd love to have fire. I don't know. I've always, do you ever, do you remember Mutant X? Do you remember that show? You told me about it. But I've never actually watched it. Uh, and Brennan was my favourite character because he could shoot electricity. I always wanted to do that. That's one of my powers I've always wanted. Just to just shoot electricity out and you could like, fly with it and shit because like turn it to the ground. Yeah, great. Because, Wasn't but... he a character of yours in Superior Barfight days? Yeah, he was, yeah. Yes. T-Rex. Yeah. Yes. Fuck, I beat my T-Rex. God. Yeah, well, electric, electric powers is not a lot you can really do about it. To be honest with you, you're fucked. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Just fries there. But yeah, I, I, the fire would be so cool. 
I don't think, I could see benefits to all of them apart from Earth. Right, here you go, have a tree. Go away. Yeah, earthquakes. Um, <laughs> seems a bit seems I a bit like, much to be able to cause natural disasters. I don't think I want that responsibility. I like the idea of water though, which is just like, I'm gonna kill you eventually you'll drown at some point. <laughs> 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 Eventually, at some point, maybe. Yeah, if not, you at least get your clothes will get wet. It's really yeah, inconvenient. And you'll swim away and you'll survive. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, but still. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, Jamie, <gasps> what is Callum treating us? This week. There are 49 million kangaroos in Australia and 3.9 million people in Wales. If all the kangaroos decided that they wanted to invade Wales, every Welsh person or every person who lived in Wales would have to fight 15 kangaroos each. Now, my question goes to Tom. Do you reckon you could take on 15 kangaroos? (laughs) (laughs) If I'm really honest, Cal. No. No, I don't think it's like a one. A one. No, one would absolutely beat the living shit out of me because they're quick as fuck and their feet are huge. So, because they just bounce on their tail and kick the fucking shit out of you. Um, so, I'll be really. Someone's done that maps. <laughs> I, uh, no, I'd, I'd move. Yeah, I should. What's that? I'm from Scotland, actually. Bye. Yeah. So. Because I think I did it with penguins and islands. I think there's a penguins and island one somewhere as well. Yes. So I, I wonder what the Scottish one is. It's probably fucking like rhinos or something like shit. <laughs> <laughs> so it really like devastated hippos. Like, God damn it. Why do we get the really bad shit? <laughs> Can I have penguins, please? Because that I could do. But 15 kangaroos, no. They would nah. just... Have you seen how fucking massive they are? They are units, kangaroos. There's, there's a picture on the internet somewhere of like this proper hench kangaroo like yeah. he's the perfect doorman for any bar ever uh, yeah he's I, a unit kangaroo versus gorilla oh kangaroo really yeah they've got speed on them and there's big fucking feet mm. Mm, interested uh no callum i'd get i'd, I'd probably die yeah, I love you, but yeah, you probably would. Not yeah, yeah. yeah, another great addition of Carl's Treatments, though. Oh, Absolutely, Absolutely oh. great. And of course, as always, I now have to follow that shit. It's time for Tom's Journal. Yeah, it is. And welcome to another edition of Tom's Journal. So, the first entry in Tom's journal this week is that New York City has a genetically diverse rat population. What? Uptown rats are different from downtown rats, and every neighborhood has their own distinct rats. Uptown rat. Oh, He's been living in a fancy uptown flat. He wears a nifty little uptown hat. Genetic distance from a downtown rat. <laughs> I did have no idea where that was going. I wasn't expecting Billy Joel. I'm not. <laughs> Fair play. You're welcome. Oh, for fuck's sake. Um, this is a Jamie entry. Amazing. What if every celebrity had a name like Bill Nye, the science guy? <laughs> what would they be called? Uh, Jeffrey Dahmer, the people number? <laughs> <laughs> people number. 
Oh god, they're only gonna get better, aren't they? That was it. There's only one. Oh, only the one. Oh, I'm, kind of the one yeah, my, I'm kind of glad for my own sake. There's only the one, to be honest. Um, but there was also a text conversation on Twitter that I found, uh, which was, "Hey, bro, yeah, bro, uh, did you hear about Maya He? Maya who? Maya? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Singing that word the other day." <laughs> The reply was, why? <laughs> that is exactly what my reply would be. Why? Now, the RAF found out the hard way, Jamie. The first rule of naming something, never ask the British public. Oh, God. The Royal Air Force named their submarine. <laughs> Are you ready for this? Go on. The itsy bitsy teeny weeny light great anti sub machine. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> Wasn't there like a famous thing with that a while back? A boating at boat face. Both, that was it, boating at boat face. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, fu- I fucking love the British people. <laughs> Some absolute belters. That's why every other country does not get our humour. No. Because we're idiots. So, yeah, we are. Yeah, we really are. This also really fucking made me laugh a lot. Today was my proudest moment as a teacher. It's break time. I'm on astro duty. Football, basically. Oh, okay. Sun is shining. The kids are having fun. Sir! A football was pelted towards me. One touch, control, 25 yards out, loafers on, curled one, right into the top bins. Astro loses its mind. God of honour from year 11. Hashtag scenes. <laughs> I don't know why, but anything that ends in a hashtag makes it immediately funnier to me. And I don't it's great. Know why. The fact that year 11 game of God of honour is fucking sick. <laughs> That's where they all line up in, in like two lines and they all start clapping as he walks through. <laughs> great. And top bins is top corner. Fucking great. Oh, that's so funny. It's oh. funny now it's been properly explained to me. Not quite long because I didn't bit, get those yeah. bits, but it was still that's damn fine. good. Anyone that enjoys a soccer slash football reference, you're welcome. So, Jamie. Yes. Sir. Imagine having braces during the apocalypse. No one can take your braces off. You just have to accept that you're going to have braces forever. I now want a novel focused around a character with braces during the apocalypse. And the entire <laughs> plot of the story revolves around their search for an orthodontist who is still alive. And they sort of accidentally save the world in the process. A, that sounds like an incredible story and I want to see it. <laughs> B, it's bad enough having braces in senior school, let alone during the freaking apocalypse. So I feel very sorry for that person. I had them in senior school as well. I had them for four years. Yeah, I don't forget about that. Yeah. Oh, worst thing in the world. It's just going to tighten them and you couldn't eat. Uh, it's making my teeth feel weird already. Like, yeah, yeah, I had to have the elastic bands on mine as well. So Same. Like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I don't remember <laughs> that time ever again. Oh, okay. The worst. Okay, so what you need then is a Predator, a predator movie where we see Predator endure the soul-crushing drudgery of the office job. 
<laughs> he has to work in order to pay for all his extravagant weekend hunting trips. <laughs> now, is this the predator comes to Earth and has to work in an office, or you see like the predator in their home planet go, no, I'm here. saving up for a hunting yeah. trip? No, here. Here. That'd be amazing. Yeah. That would actually be amazing. <laughs> he gets That'll trapped be- in, he's like, shit. <laughs> Yeah. I'm gonna have to get a job to survive. Fucking fucking Tories. <laughs> we keep going. Beautiful. So a conversation with your dad and his child. Nine-year-old. Hey dad, I've got a pun for you. Ooh, what is it? It's like a joke where you play with words. I just got Leslie Nielsen by my own child. <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. That's sort of thing Sam would do to me. Was it? Yeah. Yeah, to be fair, from what you're talking about here, yeah, yeah ab- absolutely. Yeah. Um, I won't back down, Tom Petty. I may readjust my stance if you have a convincing argument. Tom Reasonable. Fuck's sake. <laughs> That's actually brilliant. Fair play. That's brilliant. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking excellent. I'm going to give you a couple more. This fuck has so many on here. Um, I'm going to give you a couple more. I'm going to find one that's like delicious to end on. Okay. Okay. Don't you hate it, Jamie, when older people say, you're too young to be tired. All right, Margaret, you're taught to be alive, but here we are. You're absolutely right, though, because they do like to say that, don't they? Oh, back when I was young, when I was your age, I was a sprite young thing. Yeah, always batting, doing them drugs, you know what I mean? <laughs> Having a bump. Fucking, <laughs> <laughs> <Stuck> yeah. <laughs> That's really got me so <laughs> So, this is Claire. Okay. Hit spider's web down with the broom. Spider, wow. Puts fake spider web decorations for Halloween. Spider, wow. (laughs) (laughs) That's a bloody good point, you know. I've never put that together. So many people in this world are terrified of spiders and then we'll put them up for fucking Halloween and stuff. Do kind of spiders just go, oh, oh, I see how it is. Motherfucker. Oh, that is it, Barbara. I, I gave you not. I gave you real shit, and you want to put that fake bollocks up? <laughs> Mine were authentic, you cheap bastard. Yeah, yeah it's flies and everything, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> Sassy spider is not pleased. <laughs> so, I'll give you two more because the last one's fucking great. So, this is on Twitter again. I noticed there's a fly on our flight and it full on, a fly on my flight, it full on blew my mind. That lad has no clue that he's full on emigrated. He'll never see any of his family or his pals ever again. (laughs) That's a really good point. Oh, that poor fly. I know. Oh, yeah. Oh, this is is lovely. That's a lot. It's lovely. It looks a window to fly on. I could just smack myself into it for no reason. I can't get out, so, you know, it's just it's perfect. Where am I? <laughs> Australia? I've never heard of us. Wait, 
Mom? So when have we got... Dad? Yeah. <laughs> Where are you, buddy? Uh, it's a bit hot here, isn't it? Hello? <laughs> Fly version of Home Alone. <laughs> <laughs> or uh, a fly version of Castaway. Oh, yes. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> He's got this image of his little fly at the airport and trying to find a son. But finally, 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 Jamie, finally, I'd like a Purge sequel that deals with the awkwardness of the next day. Yes. You turn to work and everyone's all like, where's Kevin from sales? (laughs) And then you've got to bring up the fact that you killed him. That is a, I'm pretty certain I said that when I watched the first one. I was like, the next day must be quite weird. <laughs> Dad? Dad? Da- oh. Dad? <laughs> where's, uh, where's Bill? Is he, is he on, on the sick? I guess. It's permanently he, on the sick. <laughs> yeah, I kind of, I kind of axed him. I, I, I don't, him. I don't mean fired. <laughs> Very clever. <laughs> yeah. And that was another edition of Top's Journal. And what a beautiful journal it was. I enjoyed that one. Thank I you. I enjoyed that a lot. But going through the list, I was like, there's some more great shit in there. And I'm like, but I'll say it. I don't want to ruin it. It's so. my favourite thing. Every journal, like a couple more, like this is about six more then. Yeah, Every week. It's just, <laughs> it's just finding so much banging stuff. All right, this is just great. Um so yeah. But uh, I do believe, Jamie, that we should bring in that piece. Oh, definitely should bring in that piece. It's a very, uh, it's a very sombre piece this evening. Hmm. So, welcome to the Chronicles of Days to Waste. Days to Waste is an emo acoustic artist hailing from America. He is. Uh, he looks up to brain Barry Callan Quinn, as you can tell by his vocal range, is unbelievable. If you haven't listened to Days to Waste and you're a fan of acoustic music. You're messing out massively. You need to go check them out right now. Absolutely. Like Tom's just said, incredible vocal range. And the one thing I picked out as well, he's a damn hand on, damn good hand on that guitar as well. He's a really damn good musician. And the fact he produces all of his own music and everything. Yeah. Absolutely stunning. Really, really great musician. Everyone should go check him out right now. Like I just said. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, we'll wait. So anyway, hopefully you enjoyed some of his tracks right there. His brand new single, When the Summer Ends, is out right now. It's available as an acoustic version on YouTube right now. And I do believe it's been Spotify, but that's also fucking stunning. Um, it's just great. I've been listening to him for a couple of years now. I found, I discovered him when he produced the song Love Sick with Say We Can Fly. Obviously, being Brain Barry, a really good friend of the show. Uh, incredible track and I've listened to him ever since it's just great and this interview is just it's very chill it's very relaxed uh, we just have a good laugh it's just really nice to chat to him and, uh, and hang out that is when he does actually tell us things anyway because there's quite a few things that are like eh, I'll talk about in the future which yeah. really made us laugh yeah yeah we tried to get some spoilers we tried to get some you know tidbits some exclusives on the Chronicles of give us some uh, juicy goss yeah we did we, unfortunately we failed to get there but still I'm sure it will be announced soon. Jamie! Yes, sir. Any final words at all? No, just a massive thank you to Mr. Days to Waste. Keep going, doing what you're doing, sir. You are incredible, and I love your passion for what you do. Absolutely. Ben, thank you so much for taking the time out to chat with us. We really do appreciate it. Uh, we wish you all the best of the career. Obviously, we'll be following it, of course. 
and hopefully we can speak to you again soon in the future when it can reveal some more delicious goss. Uh, so yeah, anyway, ladies and gentlemen, here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, interviewing this week, it's Days to Waste Star. What's going on, man? You okay? Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, perfectly as well. Look at the, awesome. your sexy little setup compared to our just nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I like the uh, stay cozy. Oh, thanks. Hey. I, I wonder why. <laughs> I'm not entirely <laughs> sure why. Uh, yeah, um, Braden was kind enough to sponsor the show. So that's awesome. Oh, sorry. That's all right. It's fine. That's, you can throw shit awesome. everywhere. Um, so yeah, uh, he's been a bit of a legend. And this literally was just to do in this. We literally interviewed him in 2020, October 2020. Oh, nice. And he's like a yeah, he's just a fucking hero, that guy. Yeah, he's awesome. I love I love Braden so much. <laughs> it's, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm not gonna, I was about to ask you a question. I was like, I want to leave that for the actual interview itself because uh Okay, for sure. For I, sure. I, I, yeah, <laughs> I, I was uh but basically, uh, all that really happens here is uh, you can say whatever you so wish to. Uh, there's no, you know, we, we could swear and all sort. If you really, okay, you don't have sure. to, don't want to, but you know, what I mean, it's no like limitation on anything. Um, uh, and then Jamie's going to do like a nice little introduction, like bring you to a nice false sense of security, and then we're going to absolutely hammer the shit out you with questions. How does that sound? Sounds awesome. <laughs> Beautiful. Spot on. Like. Sounds let's perfect. This, let's get this intro out of the way then. Ladies and gentlemen, today we bring you a guest who uses their incredible talents to bring you beautiful emotional music that we can't recommend enough. On this show, we like to highlight artists we enjoy and we think you will too. And today is no exception. This week, we welcome a man whose friends and family know him as Ben, but everyone else knows him by three simple words, because these are the chronicles of Days to Waste. Yeah. <laughs> that was amazing. Oh, thank you. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> you should get Jamie to be like your height. Man, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. But uh, I suppose we should start with like the really hard hitting questions. And how have the last few years been? How was your pandemic season? Man, pandemic season was so strange. Um, like it was for everyone, I'm guessing. You know, uh, I so during the beginning of the pandemic, it was it's it's funny because it was actually a really kind of big time for my music. You know, it's because I, yeah. I dropped a song and it. It did really, really well. And I dropped the song like in the middle of like a super big life change. I just uh, left my partner at the time. And then I was like living with my sister, sleeping on an air mattress on her floor when I dropped the song. And then it did really well. And then I uh, moved to Hawaii with my parents. (laughs) and i I stayed and i stayed with them Uh, i lived on oahu for a year and uh yeah busted out a bunch of music when i was there so dude what's hawaii like oh my god it's hot it's expensive it's (laughs) humid it's culture's completely different it's it's great though I bet some, I mean, obviously, you only see like movies and TV shows, don't you? Like, no one knows what the real Hawaii is like. like oh, yeah, but, it's very different than the tourist, you know, notion of it, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Do we near, I mean, it's quite small. We need like see the sea and stuff as well. Oh, yeah, I lived right by, yeah, like right oh. by the ocean. Yeah. Oh. Went, went to a grocery store, you walk out the grocery store, there's the beach. That's nuts. Amazing. 
That sounds yeah. unreal. It, it, it was amazing. The time really, really was amazing. I imagine oh, but... there's no beanie hats and hoodies when you're in Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> I tried so hard, man. I tried so hard to rock it, but I couldn't. I couldn't do it. You can see, uh, I made like a couple of videos while I was there. You can see I have a hoodie pinned up on my wall. So I'm like, I can't wear it. (laughs) (laughs) So take us back to when you were growing up. You're a wee boy. What did you want to be when you grew up? Was it always music for you or was there other ambitions there before? Man, other than like, you know, like when you're a kid and you're like, I want to be a uh, an astronaut you know that, that stuff um literally like once once i was like 12 i was like i was listening to uh i was really into like um christian rock music like bands like reliant k hawk nelson um mercy me and i was like i would always like uh really vibe to the to these songs i don't know i really really loved music and then it wasn't until i was like 13 where i found kind of the emo scene yeah and uh i wanted to be in a band really bad and then um once i realized you know none of my friends played instruments i didn't i didn't really have the uh the tools to uh start a band um it was honestly around the time i found say we can fly and uh i saw that oh he's doing this stuff just by himself i can do this stuff by myself so yeah i was like 13 and I'm like, yeah, I want to, I want to make music when I get older. And there's nothing worse than to run out of the people. <laughs> what was it? Obviously, ugh, try again. Where, where does this passion for music come from? Obviously, I know you said you started listening to music and this happened, but obviously 99% of the world likes listening to music, but there must be something that drives you to make it. Was it a certain song or something that just made you go, I need to make music? I that's that, that's a really good question because um i honestly i don't know it's just something i've always been naturally drawn to you know um music is such a good outlet for me um um i i, I like especially as a kid i would you know i get a lot of hobbies and stuff like that but for some reason music making music writing songs it just stuck with me you know and listening to music and uh all through high school um music was just everything and uh, it still is and so i honestly don't have a really clear answer to that question because uh i'm just naturally drawn to it uh just other than uh obviously you said it's about say we can fly and obviously the christian rock scene as well is, is that what mainly influenced you or was there other factors as well uh so that was just like kind of what got me got me going you know i saw yeah. I, I just loved this music that i was listening to as a kid and then i saw i'm like oh my god you know, solo artists, solo acoustic artists too. And uh, yeah, Braden was like a huge influence uh, for, you know, um, starting this. Yeah. But, um, a lot of other influences came from, um, you know, the Warp Tour scene bands like Sleeping the Sirens, Bring Me the Horizon, Pierce the Veil. And then I found other bands like uh, Hands Like Houses, um, too close to touch picturesque and i was always i remember being always drawn to like bands that had like higher vocal registers and uh yeah just like the emo scene in general there's a few bands that um were popular at the time that i didn't listen to like my chemical romance and that and those kind of bands but yeah the post-hardcore 
Um, I always, I always looked around for a good emo acoustic artist, like never shot never. And, oh yeah. yeah. So had a lot of influences coming from a lot of different places. Growing That's up. Cool. Yeah. I mean, Callan Quinn is probably up there with one of the highest. Oh, absolutely. I don't think there's anybody high. Maybe Claudio Sanchez with Clohean in Cambria. Maybe. But, maybe. But Kellen's voice is insane. Like he's just. Yeah. How I, I don't know how he gets so high. <laughs> Me either, man. He's, he's kind of the king of the high register. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. So, so how long after learning and starting to write did you start releasing your first recordings? Because you started with YouTube, is that right? Yeah, so I started, I started actually doing covers on YouTube when I was literally like 14 years old. I mean, my first cover was like, an acoustic cover of like a red jumpsuit apparatus song it doesn't exist. So don't look for it. Okay. It, was, it was really bad. Uh, that all that is gone now, but uh, yeah, I would do vocal covers and uh, acoustic covers. And I did that for a long time, like two and a half, three years or something like that. And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to try and write my own song. And so I was like 16 had had audacity open had you know like uh man what was i using at the time i think i was using i honestly think i had this mic my dad bought me this mic when i was like 15 years old and i'd still use it to this day i had just some like shitty pre-sonus interface i knew nothing about recording but yeah i made the song put it out only on youtube uh, um and I, yeah, I knew nothing at the time about how to make a name for myself or how to make a decent sounding song. But it obviously couldn't have done that badly because look where you are today. So. Well, a lot of trial and error, a lot of uh, being bad in order to learn how to be good. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose if you keep going, no, you know, as long as you keep going and keep going, eventually it's got to come good eventually, hasn't it? Right. Yep. So, yeah. Um, but where does the name come from? Where did Days to Waste come from? Man, it just, uh, so I came up with the name Days to Waste when I was like 14. And <clears throat> it was after I found, you know, like Never Shot Never, Save You Can Fly, this other artist called Catching Your Clouds. And I'm like, hmm, they all have the catchy, like three word names, you know? And so uh, I like had this notebook and I wrote down a bunch and uh, I kept going through them. And I just, I just kept coming back to days to waste. So that's the name that stuck. It's a great name. Absolutely. What names did you have though? I'm quite intrigued to find out what you actually had before. I don't remember. One of them was a time to take. And then that, that's like, that's the only other one I remember. (laughs) (laughs) It's not three words. It won't work. (laughs) It won't. No, bro. This was, this was, this was 2014. Like, What made you decide to use a stage name in the first place instead of just going by your name? I just, I just liked, first of all, I don't, I mean, like, I don't, I don't think I have, I didn't think I had a very uh, attractive um, name. Like my last name is, it's my my name is Ben Willie. And I'm like, that's not very emo, you know? (laughs) So, (laughs) and and, and honestly, it, it didn't even cross my mind because, you know, all these solo artists I was listening to had, you know, stage names. Makes sense. So did you ever consider forming a band to play your music or was it always, I want to do this solo, this is a personal thing to me? <clears throat> yeah, I, I really, really wanted to uh, 
<clears throat> being in a band when I was uh, in middle school. And then, and yeah, and then I realized I just didn't have any uh, homies who uh, knew how to play instruments or even were interested in forming a band. And so uh, <clears throat> that's when I started kind of um, stretching out and, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm sorry, um, going into like the solo stuff. I'm like, oh, if I can just do this myself and I'll just do this myself. It's kind of crazy because normally you'd find in schools so that someone plays guitar, someone's going to want to learn how to play guitar, someone's going to play drums. Do you know what I mean? So that's kind of, that's, I think you're the first person I've ever spoke to. It's like, yeah, nobody really gave a shit, to be honest. Like, <laughs> no one was really asked. Well, I, uh, I was a very like shy kid. I was not, I'm not very vocal. And uh, my friend group was pretty, pretty tight. Like once I found, you know, my homies, those are my homies. I didn't really, you know, try and speak to anyone else. That's fair. I don't know. I mean, yeah, that that's true. I could have, uh, you know, gone around my school and been like, put up a flyer, you know, email yeah. guitar player wanted. Yeah, exactly. But... Yeah. With a little <laughs> pulley pulpits off the end. Didn't cross my mind. Is that why you project yourself more through your music then? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. Yeah, I was going to say your lyrics have like a very emotional theme to them. Where, mm-hmm. where do you get the inspiration for your lyrics? Is it based off real life experiences or is it fantasy or a bit, a bit of both? Yeah, so everything I write is based off of, uh, you know, my real feelings and things I've actually gone through. And <clears throat> I feel like that is the biggest inspiration for uh, writing music, you know, like because I don't know. Um, I have a, I don't I don't have a hard time writing about stuff that's I don't want to say like fake, but like not inspired by something I'm actually going through. You know, I feel like those, those lyrics and those songs are the most meaningful to me. And if a song's meaningful to me, then um, I feel like I'll care about it more. Yeah. I suppose you can't really put the feeling into it. If it's fake, can you, you can't, re- you won't be able to belt out mm-hmm. all them glorious notes that you do on a constant basis. <laughs> if it's about like, you know, something you don't really give a shit about or yeah. something that hasn't actually really happened. Uh, yeah. I'd, I'd find artists probably find that quite difficult, wouldn't they? To write about something that actually never happened. Unless obviously it's all them big lot at the top that people write for them and go, just, just do this. This will do for you. Yeah. Like, a, <clears throat> I know MGK is like, has a lot of writers, you know, so artists, artists like that. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I just that's that's another thing I've never really thought about. I've just always written about personal experience. The one thing we just talked about your lyrics and your singing as well, but one thing that can't ignore is the fact you're a phenomenal guitar player as well. Like, oh, thank you. <laughs> there's a lot of power in the guitar in the, in your songs and whatnot. Did you learn guitar from a very young age as well, or did that come like I want to make music? I kind of need an instrument here. <laughs> Um, so like, I, it was kind of like, uh, starting days to waste and learning guitar were kind of separate in a way. Cause it was all, it was, it was around the same time, but I think I just want, I just wanted to learn how to play the guitar because, um, you know, my dad played the guitar and <clears throat> I, I played the drums from a very, very young age. I think I started playing the drums when I was eight. And then I was like, I really want to learn how to play the guitar. And so I got lessons for a while and then um, the rest was just kind of YouTube tutorials and learning and, you know, so yeah, I've, I started playing the guitar when I was like 14 or 15. 
So did that come with the vocals as well, or were you singing way before that? I never took vocal lessons. Um, I oh, wow. started. I just started singing one day, and then my mom was like, "You have a really good singing voice." <laughs> <laughs> and then so, and then after that, my sister. When I was a kid, my sister was in choir, and I went to one of her choir concerts, and I'm like, "When I get to high school, I want to join choir." And so yeah, I joined choir. I was in choir from freshman to junior year. And uh, so, yeah, that's where all, like, I guess the technique comes from was, was choir. But, yeah, I just started singing from, like, a young age, yeah. I guess. Because, damn, man, boy's got some pipes on him. Like, oh, my <laughs> Thank God, you. my Thank days. You. Thank you. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I I purposely tried to cover the uh, the higher register um songs you know so the sleeping signs that pierce the veil the too close to touch the uh icy stars and uh i guess all of that you know just a lot of exercise and <clears throat> and then again i've always just had a higher singing voice i don't know it's blessed blessed yeah. my friend <laughs> <laughs> I guess, I guess so, yeah. speaking from a technical viewpoint away from the writing and performing of them your songs are incredibly well produced as well. They sound like sonically, they sound beautiful. Thank Is you that so you doing all that as well? Yeah, that's 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 me. I uh, you know just learned through trial and error. Um, uh, man, yeah, just a lot of producing until until you learn. Um, just do it for a long. Just did it for a long time, and. Um, yeah, I just kind of learned the, the steps. I got a few tips here and there. Um, Braden actually mixed one of my first songs called Breathe. And uh, he did like the dynamic stuff. And uh, I don't know. I just I just kind of taught myself and trial and error. And, you know, I've always loved mixing and producing, writing all my, all, all the stuff myself. I don't really like having a, having a producer and... Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I've always, I've always just done this stuff myself. That's, well, I mean, from doing it all yourself, I've actually listed bangers here, my friend. So <laughs> <laughs> um, I discovered you when you did Lovesick with uh, with Say We Can Fly with Braden. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable track. Um, did you work on that together or was that just you? So, yeah, that was that was Braden too. Yeah, he he mixed that one. I remember I, remember I just... Uh, that was just another song. I'm like, yo, breathe was amazing. I had an amazing time working on that. Here's another song. And then um, he just, he just threw the verse on it for like, he didn't, he just mixed a song. He's like, <clears throat> he's like, yeah, I'll throw a verse on it for sure. And uh, that ended up being lovesick. Yeah. It's great. It's such a great song. Great song. Um, I've also got like you, uh, pale blue part two comfort crowd, low bad luck and dust and ashes. Unbelievable <laughs> tracks. Uh, ba- basically, so my fr- uh, basically, it's just your entire discography right here. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, but you partner with Braden Ross quite a lot as well. Oh, yeah. I love him so much. It's like you guys <laughs> together, every time, because I think you've released quite a few recently over the last few months or so. Um, yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah, in the past while, we so we did Rewrite in 2020, and then Great we did track. Like You. And then we did rewrite the acoustic one. And then I did comfort crowd. And uh, yeah. 
Incredible. Absolutely incredible. They are, like I said, bangers. It's, it's right here. It says bangers right here. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was listening to music and a song that stood out to me and it got me thinking is a song called uh, Make Shit Fucking Worse. It's with, hmm. with Sad Eyes. Yep. What is it about EDM, Electro and Emo Acoustic style music that just seems to work? Like Braden's doing a lot of that. I mean, we spoke mm-hmm. to Caslo the other day and they're doing things like that. It just works, but it's not two mm-hmm. genres you'd really think would go together. It's weird. Yeah. Um, so it's funny enough, I've I've known Sad Eyes since 2019. And uh we've been friends since then. And uh or uh, for a while, and then um he reached out to me when I was like like august of the pandemic august of 2020 and uh he sent me people as much as fucking worse and it was this angry hyper pop uh glitchy electronic song and he's like throw a verse in this i'm like will do and so I, I i just you know put the verse on it and uh i don't know um i feel like that song was very different from uh the stuff that we make individually if that makes sense Mm. and uh yeah i don't i don't know um it's kind of just what's i don't want to say what's hip right now but um a lot of people are are doing it it does seem to be like the uh the new wave and uh, people just people just like it i i fucking like it you know so are you do you enjoy collabing I do. I, I really, really do. And uh, I think it shows. Um, <laughs> I have a lot of, you know, like featured artists and I work with a lot of artists and it's just because I love, I really love collabing. I think last year I did like fucking how many, like four or five different songs with, Damn, dude. with people, you know. Well, hopefully get more. <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah. yeah I, th- I think this, this year I'm really focusing on just uh solo stuff i just need to put out more of my own is, is this you reaching out to other people are going i would really like to make a song with you is this people approaching you or uh it's more it's mostly people approaching me and uh i just have a lot of fun working with people that's the good thing though if they're coming to you yeah is there yeah. an artist out there you'd like i really want to work with this person Man. uh <laughs> nothing nice. nowhere for sure oh yes yeah, i really want to work with nothing nowhere um who else? Kellen Quinn. Love to work with Kellen Quinn. Man, I'll probably think of more, but yeah, there's a lot of people love to work. Billy Eilish, love to work with Billy Eilish. Oh, yeah, that would be sick. That'd be, cool. that'd be so cool. And <laughs> um, how did you and Braden actually meet Barry, not Ross? Oh, me and Braden Barry. Oh yeah. man. Okay, so. Like I said, I've been, I've been a fan of his for fucking years, and um, I've seen him at Warp Tour like three times. I've seen him live at concert like t- two times, so been following him for a long time. And I saw on his story like a few years ago, he's like mixing this song for this artist, and so I just sent him a DM. I'm like, yo, like I'd love for you to mix one of my songs, and. Uh, you know, he sent me the, he sent me how much his like prices were, and I'm like, 
fucking let's do it. And oh, so that's when yes. I sent him breathe. And then I sent him breathe and he just really fucked with it. And we just kind of became friends. That is fucking that's that's awesome. amazing. That is awesome. Yeah. Um, so the effects that you use on your voice, because there's a lot of, I don't, I, 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 I'm not musically, I'm not technologically musical in any way, shape or form. So if I really ruin this, I do massively apologize. I can't wait for this. But, <laughs> but you have some sort of, you put an effect on your voice some of the songs I've noticed. Is that right? Or, um, I put a I lot mean? of effects on my voice. You put a lot of effects on there. Yeah. So I don't know what it's called. Whatever I record. <laughs> so only recently have I kind of, stop using not stop using reverb but uh i, I kind of hold back on the reverb because i feel like it i don't know it presents more but in most of my songs <clears throat> it's like reverb delay autotune compression eq um just to make it you know sound crispy and um <clears throat> in the chorus there's like fucking five different vocal layers going at once oh damn so, but I mean, and this is all this is all stuff I picked up, just kind of you know, yeah. listening to music and mixing my, myself. But naturally, you also have an unbelievable voice anyway, because I've been watching your Instagram stories for the past week or so for your brand new song that comes up. Forget me when summer ends, and I cannot wait till that to come out. That's <laughs> Monday, you. isn't it? Monday, first, yeah. First of all, yeah. dude, like just every time I watch it, I'm like, this is so catchy already, and it's only like two, three <laughs> lines. Um, Thank you. So obviously that I don't think that had any effect to this. I was literally like, got like this, dude, like listen to this. This is insane. Um, <laughs> but I know going back to the previous stuff that there has, I have noticed some effects. I, again, I so reverb was one of the words I thought of, but again, I'm not musically talented. I have no idea mm-hmm. what I was really talking about there. To be quite honest, so. Um, but I love it, and I'm here. I'm here for it. I'm so excited for the brand new single. <laughs> Thank you so much. It's going to be huge. But share that I'm shit everywhere. Thank you. <laughs> You have amassed like a great following. Like I've seen pictures of you playing live, and you've got big crowds, like, <clears> sixty-five thousand monthly listeners on Spotify, etc. What was it that got you into the public eye to amass a great following? Was it a certain song, an event? What was it that got you out there? It was just a so, oh oh for sure. Okay, so actually, it was so my song with Brayden um, was was a pretty big um, kick. It, it spiked me up a little bit. I think I went from like 800 monthly listeners to like 2,000 overnight. Nice. And uh, <clears throat> that was, man, when was that? 2019? Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, and then, yeah, and then uh, from then, it's just been like a slow, slow incline. And um, my song, <clears throat> excuse me. My song with uh, Sad Eyes also kind of did a kick. I feel I feel like if you work with bigger artists, that that's always going to kick you. But honestly, just you know, just the putting out music consistently, um, putting out good music consistently, being present on social media, you just got, and then just a slow incline up, <laughs> I guess. But I mean, eventually you'll be the one that people have come to that you'll incline their shit, and they'll start wanting to work with <laughs> you and that sort of thing. So, oh man, I don't know. We'll see. It all comes full circle. It will. <clears throat> How old are you now? I'm 23. And look what you've achieved at 23 years old. <laughs> like, I feel like a complete fucking failure right now because, you know, I'm 36 <laughs> and I ain't got nowhere near that. Yeah. So, to achieve that at 23, like, by the time you're my age, an old fart, you're going to be killing it. So, yeah. I've been doing it. I've been doing it for so many years. It feels like, I don't know, it feels like... Uh, 
I don't feel like I'm young or I don't feel like uh, it's new or anything, you know, it's taken a long time to get here. You work damn hard by the sounds of it. (laughs) Keep it going, man, because you haven't even reached your prime yet. You know, it's, it's going to be a point where shit's just going to go whoop, off you go. See you later then. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I guess we'll have to wait and see. Absolutely. Absolutely. Have you toured much at all? No, I've never toured. I would love never to. Never toured? Yeah, I'll bet. I'll bet. Because obviously the pandemic kind of shit all over. Like, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, did you have anything lined up previously or has it literally just not come to fruition yet? Yeah, I had a couple things lined up previously. Um, <clears throat> are you talking about before the pandemic? Yeah, like was there any, yeah, so like did you oh, have yeah. some stuff signed up, let, ready to go and then the, the pandemic went, no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, I had a couple shows. Um I uh, I, th- I was supposed to do a show with Sad Eyes, and I was supposed to do a show with Saving and Fly. Oh, yeah, and uh, pandemic kind of put everything to a halt. Yeah, because you did the online one. I think you did an online um, Zoom show, and that was the <laughs> only one I couldn't make. And I'm gutted because I really wanted to see you. <laughs> I really wanted to see you play. Um, but yeah, uh, so yeah, that, that's. Going, man. Going. So is there nothing coming up? As far as shows go, um, I guess we'll just have to wait and see. Oh, okay. Secret, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe not. <laughs> speaking, <clears throat> speaking of you playing live shows and whatnot, obviously playing music like you do with really emotional lyrics, stuff that means a lot to you, can playing a show like be quite emotionally exhausting? Because obviously you're talking about a lot of Emotional. I'm going to use, you say the word emotional like 50 times in this question, I mean. but <laughs> like, does it get to you at the end of a show talking about all and singing all these things, or is it just like another day at the office sort of situation? Oh man, I'm so focused on <clears throat> not fucking up when I'm on stage that I'm not <laughs> even paying attention to that thing. I think once I'm more because I have a lot of experience playing shows, not as days to ways, but I have a lot of experience playing shows and uh. I don't know. I'm I'm really focused on you know just playing a playing a good show and uh, you know that I don't really focus. I don't really pay attention to the words, you know, because I feel like once I write the words and once I put that into music, then it's kind of like not. I don't want to say said and done, but it's kind of like I, I you know I got it off my chest, you know. So it's like Ferris singing it is just kind of like you know we're. We're vibing. <laughs> I know. I know. Bad luck. Uh, when that came out in twenty twenty one, was a song I listen. I I listened to quite a bit. Like that song got me through quite a bit of shit. So uh, I massively just want to say thank you for that as well. I know I probably oh, get yeah. a lot of people yeah. that hit you up and go, "Oh yeah, this song. You know, thank you so much. It meant so much to me because <laughs> it got me through this." And that. I get. I bet you get a lot of that, don't you? Yeah, I got. I got sometimes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was such a humble answer, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what can I say? <laughs> <laughs> One thing I've always wondered about performers playing live, though, is obviously you know how to play your music, you know your songs, you know your lyrics, and but how do you learn and adapt to having like that stage presence and talking to the crowd and whatnot? How was that for you when you first started? Uh, awful, and I still suck at it. 
<laughs> that's like my least favorite part of performing is talking in the crowd and you know having to have the stage performance because i'm really i'm a nervous person and i don't like being in public around a lot of people so you know it's hard but um it kind of comes naturally um i've i've tried my best to uh you know be confident and be present and uh man i remember this one time I was playing with, uh, playing like an old show. This not for days to days. So I was just I was just playing this show with some some mates and and I think I asked the crowd. I was like, "How are you guys doing tonight?" And then they're like, "Good." And I'm like, "Sick." And then I asked the same question again. Oh, oh dude. my fucking god! It's yeah, rough. Yeah. So <clears throat> practice, just <clears throat> stage presence takes takes practice, and talking to the crowd just takes practice, and. uh I actually need to, uh, I should probably like write it down in like my hand, you know, like, what should I say to the crowd? I'll <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> stick that piece of paper to the microphone stand, but under the microphone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, so guy, welcome to it. Wait, hang on, where am I? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Practicing the mirror the night before. <laughs> exactly. Having a good time. Yes, yes, I am. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, Correct me if I'm completely wrong on this. My research may have failed me, but you haven't, or have, or had another band called Six Acre Earth. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is this still a thing? Because the socials on it have been quite yeah. quiet since 2021. So. so it's a it's a thing. We have some we have some stuff in the works. Um, yeah, I love I love those guys. I love my band. Uh, it's very fun. <clears throat> and uh, yeah, we're still a thing. We got we got some stuff coming up. That's awesome. Because I listened to a couple of songs earlier and I was like, I think this is him. Like, I, I don't know my research. Yeah, I found it in one place. And then as soon as I heard the singing, I was like, yeah, that's him. That's <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, that's me. I've been in, I've been in Six Sigur Earth since like 2016. So uh, yeah, we, we always, we always played shows and uh, that's where, that's the, that's the band that I asked the crowd how they're doing twice. Oh, how did you meet the guys then? Cause obviously if it wasn't through school, was it just through like online no, or something? Okay. So this, I love this story. So <laughs> it, we met at Warp Tour and uh, it was Warp Tour 2017, I believe. And there was a flyer. No, no, no. Okay, so my, my bassist who I actually live with now, but he was walking around with a flyer on his chest and like little pole tabs. And it was like singer for pop punk emo band wanted. And I don't know, I guess I was just feeling confident that day. And I just I pulled the tab. And uh, it's so funny because we were like exchanging information while like three fucking bands were playing as loud as possible. <laughs> and like, it's, it's a miracle that, that we're here right now because he, he only barely heard when I gave him my YouTube channel. I was like, days to waste. And uh, he just remembered it. And uh, I fucking actually, I'd lost the tab with like the information on it. Oh, no. so then i got home i couldn't find that i'm like well i guess that opportunity is gone and then like a week and a half to two weeks later i got a message on instagram i think being like hey we're that band uh if you're still interested for like an audition and here we are here i am <laughs> incredible that's, that's great awesome. yeah yeah I mean, if you're going to do it, might as well do it to yourself. Leaving it elsewhere in a festival, no one's going to pull shit. 
But if it's attached to you, obviously that's going to draw your attention. Yeah. So yeah, I remember seeing. I remember seeing. I remember seeing the same flyer like uh, somewhere else, and like a full a couple other tabs were pulled, and I'm like, fuck. Yeah, yeah. Someone else else is going to get it. Bastards. I love that. That's amazing. (laughs) So I did want to. Where is it? I've lost my bloody question. There we go. One thing I want to discuss with you is obviously we live in a world of toxic masculinity in a sense, you know, where men don't talk about their emotions. You're like, I'm manly man. I love women and football, you know. But (laughs) (laughs) you're out there singing your heart out about how you feel, putting your emotion, your heart on your sleeve and everything like that. Were you nervous about coming out into the world and like being that person and talking about how you feel? I've never, I I don't know. I've never thought about it. I don't know. I've never been scared of my emotions. And I feel like when I put them into song and for like other people to listen to, it's like, it's almost like therapy because knowing that other people are listening to it and resonating it uh, with it. And those songs are actually, you know, personal and, things have actually gone through it's i don't know it feels like it feels like i no longer have to deal with that shit alone and uh i don't know i first yeah it's something i've never really thought about i've always just written my emotions and screamed it to the world i guess it's great i love that i love people yeah. who are just unapologetically themselves you don't want me to fuck <laughs> off you know <laughs> i love it it's it's how you need to be unfortunately in this world you know yeah. just be yourself. I admire that quite because when I was in school, I I would never be myself because I just knew I'd get shit for it. So <laughs> I, I admire the fact you're like, yeah, it's me. Deal with it. So before we start like wrapping up and stuff like that, are there any particular songs you'd point out to people towards you like extra proud of that define what you do, you could say? Um any songs that define Days to waste. Days to waste. When the summer ends is probably the most like uh, I don't want to say the most emotional song I've ever made, but I feel it's I really dug deep for that one, and so the song coming out on Monday is definitely the one I would say defines Days to Waste as as an artist as a project. I'm so excited. I literally, <laughs> I, I can't wait. <laughs> just Thank just like I said, from that little clip you keep on the Instagram story, right? Oh, this is going to be good. <laughs> um, have you done music videos? Yeah. You have? Love them or hate them? I love them. I love music videos so much. Really? Yeah. The first person that's ever said that. Yeah. <laughs> I fucking love music videos, yeah. But the making of them? Yeah. Literally the first person that's ever said that. Every musician we've asked again, oh, they're the worst thing in the world. <laughs> no, I fucking love music videos. They're so fun. What is it about? Like, do you tell stories with it or do you get to do whatever you want with them, that sort of thing? Yeah, they're just, I love visual, I love visual aspect to, to a song. Um, I love, I love making album art. I love taking pictures. I love making music videos, you know, I love making TikToks. I know, yeah, because, because it can be whatever I want, you know, um, I feel like physical, um, a visual um, <clears throat> to a, a song or like an artist, I guess, is, is really important. And uh, I think I have a very like um, specific um, idea of what Days to Ways looks like. 
And uh, I remember when I was when I was making when the summer ends, I I just had this visual in my brain, just just the entire time. And uh, I was like, I need to like I want to make this into a video, and I did, and it's fun. Yes. Yeah, just gave my friend my camera, and I'm like, let's go. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so fun. I love me. I love music videos. Decent. I'll be looking out for that on Monday then. Um. You mentioned album artwork. You haven't actually got an album art, have you? No. So just like track artwork. Okay. Is an album coming? Um, I guess we'll have to wait and see. Okay. <laughs> so secretive. I love it. I love it. Okay. I look forward to that as well. Then. <laughs> maybe. Maybe we'll not. See. <laughs> I love it because one of my final questions is well, what have you got coming up that you can talk about? And it's just going to be a business. <laughs> 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 yeah. Um, when the summer ends, August 1st. Um, will this be out by by then? Yeah, yeah this is coming. When's this coming out? Mid-August? Yeah, about three weeks. Okay. So go listen to When the Summer Ends. It's It should be out when you're hearing this. Um. What else do I got going up? Man, I just I just kinda <clears throat> work as I as I go, but uh have a lot of really, really big ideas and plans for the future. And uh, you know, there might be an album. We'll see. Um Forget Me When the Summer Ends is gonna be a project in itself. Okay. Um, oh. So uh yeah, just just you know. A lot of visuals this time. <clears throat> Might be some merch. Um, oh! <laughs> yeah. I'm excited. I'll bet, man. I'll there, bet. There might be an album. There might be some merch. There might be a tour. There might be other live shows. There might be <laughs> visual aspects. But who knows? <laughs> who knows? I absolutely love it. Uh, one thing I did want to say, just from talking to you, like, I find you incredibly inspirational. I'm not going to lie. Thank you, know, you so much. You're 23 you. years old. You've achieved some incredible things. You're so passionate about what you do. Like you literally do it all yourself, which is bonkers yeah. to me. It's like, I don't <laughs> want no help. I'm good. Thank you. Like <laughs> produce your own music. You write it, you perform it, you play it all live, you know, do all your artwork yourself, everything, all just you. And it's incredible. And I love the fact that you've wanted this in such a young age and have never given up on it as well. Because that's been how many young kids and teenagers go, I'm going to be the biggest rock star in the world when I grow up. <laughs> and then a week later, they're like, nah, women in football, you know, yeah. <laughs> whatever it is. <laughs> but you've stuck to it and it's incredible. And, you know, you're getting your justice. 75,000 listeners on Spotify is incredible. And especially as we've said, you don't actually have an album. Tons of songs out there, but there's no like album to go go listen to this album yeah. it's phenomenal and I, I if i had a hat i'd tip it but i don't have one so i'll tip my, <laughs> I'll tip so my much. tuft of hair i guess i really really appreciate it <laughs> mr stevens have you got any more questions for our one yeah did you ever think that when you well that you, where you are now that this is where you would be today like when you first started the whole days to waste project and you know music itself you know i think there's always a hope and uh, and a wish but there's never certainty and uh, I feel like I'm in a very you know a very good spot and I'm very very happy with where I'm at and I'm sure a 14 year old Ben would be really really happy oh but 
it's it's amazing, man. Like I'm I'm actually really really looking forward to seeing what's to come for you. Um, Thank you so much. Because no, not at all. And I'm I'm not trying to say it because you sat here. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm gonna say all the nicest things ever. Um, like genuinely, I from when I heard Love Sick, I was like, oh my ass, this guy's incredible. I was like, and, and so I literally follow. I listen to everything you release. You know, it's great, absolutely. So I'm very very Thank excited so to see much. where you go, even though you can't Thank talk you. about it, but. Um, it's going to be great, man. I wish you all every success. I really do. I really hope it just fucking goes to the moon. <laughs> Thank you so much. I really, really appreciate you guys. Yeah, you too, man. And this has been great. I thank you so much again for coming on. Like, I really appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm a really big podcast listener. So uh, I've always wanted to, uh, you know, be on a podcast. That never happened before. No. No. Really? Yeah. yeah. First... We take a podcast for Jenny's. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, dude. Well, I mean, because because um, I was chatting to Braden last week, I think, or a couple of weeks back, and he was like, "Oh, man, you should hit so and so and so and so." And I was like, "Oh, I'm going to hit Days to Waste Up." Um, you know, and I managed to get quite a lot of Instagram messages, and obviously, because when you don't follow, it goes into like a hidden request, doesn't it? So I thought, yeah. well, I'll give it a bash. I'll see what happens. Um, we'll go from there. Uh, so no, I really appreciate, it, man. This has been phenomenal. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. Before we let you go, though, there's something we haven't done for a little while, which I realised the other day. We like to play a little game with our guests at times. All right. It's called the quick fire round. We basically ask you five questions and you answer them as quick as you can. And you're going to know the answers because it's all about you. All right. So nice and simple. All right. So the first question is, what's your favourite pizza topping? Pepperoni. Good, good, fast answer. Like Class, strong, strong start. I like, I like it. I like it. <laughs> what, if you had a time machine, would you go to the past or the future? Past. Any particular period? Uh, summer of like like warp tour area. Oh, oh, go, oh, you it. go back to okay, nice, yeah, yeah awesome, like it, like it. Oh yeah. If you were to get a tattoo to commemorate your career so far, what would it be? Good lord. <laughs> Uh, that's a big one, Jay. Uh, I have this angel that's kind of like, like I got this guy. I don't oh know yeah, see. It's oh, yeah, like yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's upside down, but um, yeah, I've always I don't know. Um, lost. That's the word. Lost. I would I would get lost because I, I that's a word I repeat all the time in my songs. Okay, I like it. Who would play you in the movie of your life? God, dude, I don't know a lot of actors. Fucking. Love this question. It's supposed to be fast. It's supposed to be fast. But man, I don't know. Hold on. You got to give me a second. This one's not going to be fast. To be fair, dude, it, the questions are insane. So <laughs> it's a really important question. Oh, man. Dude, I have no fucking idea. I've got one idea. Okay. Ooh. Shoot it. J- Jared Leto? No. No, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Interview's over. He's out. <laughs> I just delete the whole, just delete it all. Fucking get uh, rid of all of it. Uh, that's uh, Daniel Radcliffe. Let's just, that's Daniel. Radcliffe. Oh, okay. I see that. I yeah, that. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> sorry for that. the Jared comment. <laughs> that's okay dude me dude me and my bandmates clown on him all the time it's hilarious uh okay (laughs) 
Nah, it'll make sense. <laughs> and last but not least, if you were to go into a time machine and give one piece of advice to young master days to waste, what would that be? Oh, man. Just keep doing what you're doing. Keep it up. Don't stop. I love it. Amazing. Yeah, it's great. So before we let you go, any plugs, social medias you want people to go check out? Days to Waste on all platforms. Spaces, Days, Space to Space Waste. I feel like a lot of people a lot of people will search up Days to Waste all one word and be like, couldn't find them. Yeah. So <laughs> days to Waste, three words. Uh, all platforms. Instagram, TikTok, Twitter. I have a YouTube channel, Days to Waste. Um, you know, just follow me. Watch, watch what I'm doing. You know, I'd love to. Uh, I don't know. Let's get you over here one day. Definitely. Play some shows oh, yeah. in the UK. Uh, where, oh, where, where, where are you guys? Where are you guys from? Um, I'm in Wales. I'm in uh, well, I'm Newport, but uh, right by Cardiff, the city, uh, the capital city. And I'm I've been wanting to go. So. Um, I've been wanting to visit Brighton for years. Really? Why? Why? <laughs> um, do you guys have you guys heard of have you guys heard of a parkour team called Storer? No. No. Okay. They're from they're from they're from Brighton, and uh, I watch them all the time. And I just wanna I just I've always wanted to visit visit England and, and London in general. And uh, if I would go, it'd be Brighton. It's right because right there on the on the ocean. It is. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's right across, yeah. 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 incredible this has been so much fun thank you so much for doing this it means the world and especially like letting us pop your podcast virginity i love it yeah it's awesome thank <laughs> you guys so much for having me i love it i had, I had a really good time no i'm pleased and thank you so much again and uh enjoy the rest of your day man hope it's all well and good you too guys yeah. but seriously man thank you again so much have an unbelievable day uh yeah, and we'll, ca- we'll catch up soon and we'll let you know this is out awesome sick thank you guys so much for having me no worries, man. Take it easy. Have a good one. Take it easy. Bye. Bye. What a beautiful conversation and very somber. Very somber. It's a beautiful little interview, isn't it? It's great. It's it really is. nice. We popped his podcast in Cherry. We did. I forgot about that. Yes, we did. It was his first time taken on by two Brits for his first time. Bless him. Absolutely. Ben, thank you so much for taking the time out to chat with us. We really, really enjoyed it. We really appreciate it. And hopefully all of you guys enjoyed listening to it as much as we did recording it. Mr. Stevens. Hello. It's audience participation time. Brilliant. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to participate in Jamie's participation challenge. This week, I said, with the huge success of Better Call Saul and upcoming shows like Andor, I ask you, which TV series slash movie do you believe deserves its own spin-off? Any particular character, timeline, more details, the better. Let us know. What say you, Mr. Stevens? Do you have an answer for this one? The rabbit and the duck from Toy Story 4. Yes. I'm amazed they didn't get, like, Disney Plus shorts, at least. So they yeah. absolutely were absolutely amazing. What is it, Key and Peel? I think so, yeah. Yeah, it was. I love Key. I, they are funny as hell. Funny as hell. They're on Amazon Prime now with their comedy show. Like, just so great. Yeah. It's great. They're so great. They're funny as fuck. Uh, I'm actually going to watch the new movie on Thursday night. Oh, um, I can't recall. Nope. Yes. Nope. That's it. Yeah. 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 So I was thinking Uh, about this, and there's quite a few I thought of, but the main one for me is another Breaking Bad spin off. (laughs) Because 
I love that show, but I want to know. Seen it. I want to know how Gus Fring got to where he is today. Like, I don't know who that is. I've never seen the, Breaking Bad. Oh, the Better Call Saul finale almost made me cry. It's just, it's just beautiful, beautiful program. They are incredible series. Did you have any more? Sorry, I feel like I interrupted you. No, this all good. Uh, I don't think. I don't think so. Um, not that I can think of at this point in time. I'll probably think, I always think of loads afterwards. <laughs> it's always the way. I'm like, oh, I could have said that. Right, let's get some listener answers. He says, Nutsy. He says, shame they never gave Kurgan his own series. Kurgan from The Highlander, and I completely agree. No idea. Never seen The Highlander. Not Kurgan in The Highlander is just a great villain, and the, I just want to see more of him doing his funky stretches and playing with his sword like he does at the start of the film. It's great. But yeah, I feel like they could do a really good backstory of learning how Kurgan came to be who he was and stuff. Ralph Al says, actually, Phoebe from Friends, it would have been so much better than Joey. I agree. But I quite liked that Joey spin-off. I was one of the only people that did mind. But I forgot they even did that. Yeah, it, no, no one liked it, but I thought it was all right. But a Phoebe spin-off would have been amazing because Lisa Kudrow, so it would have been great. And he says, also, a third rock from the sun spin-off with Dick Solomon and his class. I never watched third rock, so I didn't really know nope. that one. But I'm sure people out there will get it. Richie Rich says, Faulty Towers. He wasn't. He didn't really specify. I assumed he meant like a Manuel spin-off, but then someone else was like, just another series would have been nice. But okay. Yeah, I don't even know what happened with all that. I don't know why it got axed. Man, oh man. It seems incredibly popular. It's so funny. So it's still fucking hilarious now. Uh, Josh Clark says, got free for you. Frozone from The Incredibles? Yes. Uh, Brian and Stewie from Family Guy, just doing their own oh, thing. Oh, that'd be good, yeah. And Wong from Doctor Strange in his own thing. Yes. I'm I think that's going to happen at some point, surely. I'm sure Wong's going to his own thing. He's got to be. He's got to. Uh, Mally Malpass gives possibly one of my favourite answers. Raymond Holt from Brooklyn Nine-Nine oh, yeah. in the late <laughs> 70s and 80s. Yes. That'd Give be me amazing. all of that. That'd be so good. Uh, Jordan Clark. And maybe that's why I got the inspiration for this one. He also says, would love a Gus Fring show following his rise through the cartel up to the point of better call Saul. Yes, Jordan. We're on the same wavelength. Let's make it. Uh, Benjamin George says, Legolas, Gimli and friends going on more adventures trying to tally up their highest murder rate. I would watch the <laughs> shit out of that. <laughs> Final two. First, we've got Mr. Ryan Williams. He says, I always thought a Star Wars spin-off focused on Moss Eisley Cantina would be amazing. It'd be like Cheers. I completely agree, Ryan. And why that isn't a thing, I don't know. There's about 1,500 Star Wars spin-offs now. Let's add another one. And he says, I also, I also always thought a Bad Boys TV show would be cool. We can update it and have Will Smith just going around slapping suspects. <laughs> and, he says, bad boys, so. and he says, I also thought a Zelda video game would make a great TV show. I agree. I agree. Interesting, yeah. And last but not least, this is the most ridiculous answer out there, but it made me laugh so hard I had to put it in. Matt Rose, he says, a spin-off of EastEnders. It would obviously be called WestEnders and every episode would be a musical. The West good. End. The West End. Yeah, I got but it. I, I, got I, got it. I, got I got really it. made me laugh. I was just like... Definitely Jamie Hewer. Yeah, definitely Jamie Hewer. <laughs> Definitely Jamie Hume, but thank you to everybody that participated in Jamie's participation challenge. We do massively appreciate every single last one of you. Um, and if you enjoy 
the participation challenge, Tom's journal, Callum's treatment for the interview, and all the other bollocks we speak at the beginning of the show. Then you enjoy the other 52 editions of the Chronicles of Podcast, available wherever you get your podcasts from, whether it be Spotify, Google, Apple, etc. We appreciate every single one of you that listens to the show. Um, you can also find us on YouTube at the Chronicles of Podcast. Hit that subscribe button, push the bell for notifications uh, when you get notified of the episode being released, and also comment, comment, comment. Get that from Ron Wasserman, you legend. Um, you can also find our hashtag WBW's Way Back Wednesdays available on there every single Wednesday. They are obviously all on there now, so there's no more new ones to come. Uh, so you can go back and enjoy those thoroughly on the old channel. Um, you can also find us on Facebook at the Chronicles of Podcast. Just uh, hit that like button and put whatever you like in that Facebook. So, you know, send us whatever you like. It's great. So you know, just hit us up in there. Um, you can also find us, Jamie. Uh, where exactly? Um, listening to Days to Waste. Absolutely, or on the Twitter at TCO Pod. Where else could you find us, Jamie? Um, sitting there wondering how Callum thinks of these beautiful things each and every week. Yeah, there's that, and also on the Insta at TCO Pod. You can also follow us on TikTok at TCO Pod as well. There's also our wonderfully, deliciously, sexy, new and brand new, beautifully, gorgeously, delicious little website at www.thechroniclesofpodcast.com. All of our shows are on there. All of our us is on there. All of our affiliations and sponsors are on there, like Stead Cozy and the Sophie Lancaster Foundation. The Chronicles of Podcast. Downloaders, reviewers, sharers, raters, tell all of your friends about us. Allow us into your ears. But if you're really going to enjoy us, and most importantly, cook us at Gas Mark 6 for 20 minutes with a slight baste. Turn us over halfway through. Give us a little shake. Perfect. The bit of Nando sauce. Magnificent. Deliciously beautiful. I'm hungry now for a bit of us. Anyway. (laughs) Before we get out of here, let's say thank you to a bunch of our friends. First off, Every single little piece of music you hear on this show comes from one man, singer-songwriter Matt Roberts. As I say, you can go find him on all the social medias, Matt Roberts Music, but go to Spotify, search up Matt Roberts, and listen to all of his amazing music because he's done so much and you all need to get it all in your ears, including our wonderful theme song. And we have to say thank you to these guys, Stay Cozy Clothing. Go to www.staycozyclothing.com or download the smartphone app. You will find an amazing line of clothes, including this beautiful little T-shirt here. You've seen me and Tom wear the hoodies in the past, but there's a whole new range out there now, and it is absolutely beautiful, and it's also very cozy. See what I did there? So go to staycozyclothing.com, add one of everything to your basket. And when it says, do you have a discount code? You can say, yes, yes, I do. And it is The Chronicles. Pop that in there and get yourself 10% off your order, including in that order should be the Sophie Lancaster Foundation collaboration T-shirt. 50% of the profits of that T-shirt go straight to these guys. What an incredible thing for these guys to do for these guys. And we absolutely love it. Sophie Lancaster Foundation. Stamping out prejudice, hatred, and intolerance everywhere. Festival season is almost done. There's one left. Whitby Goth Festival in October. If you are going, make sure you go and seek out the guys. Get yourself a piece of Sophie merchandise. Look at that beautiful T-shirt Tom's wearing. It's amazing. Or you can get yourself a wristband, anything you can do to help and support. If not, you can't be there. Fair enough, we can't always be there. 
head on over to sophielancasterfoundation.com. There will be a questionnaire on there, which we want everyone to fill out. If you have ever been treated differently, simply because you dress differently, you look different, you listen to a different type of music, whatever it may be, we want you to go and fill in this questionnaire because December last year, the government went, alternative subcultures, not a real thing. It's not a hate crime. Well, bullshit, because we talked to a lot of people in a field in Derby who completely disagree with that sentiment. So let's get them some evidence. Let's get it classed as a hate crime like it should be. This was Sylvia's target, the thing she wanted to achieve. So let's make sure we get there in her name. Other than that, go to their website. As I said, there's a big cartel there and you can get loads of of T-shirts, hoodies, Christmas jumpers, wristbands you name it they make it so support these guys because they mean the world to us and they should mean the world to you and last but not least thank you this handsome bugger over here too kind jamie too kind same back to you my friend same back to you another glorious episode sire oh yes i'm very warm from all the laughter yeah it's been a a bit of toasty and a very late one put it that way uh but guys thank you so much for tuning in ben Days to Waste, thank you so much for coming on the show again. We really appreciate your time. I know how much of a busy boy you are. Everybody, go and check him out right now. Days to Waste on Spotify you will, and uh, YouTube. You will not be disappointed, trust me. Get When the Summer Ends in your ears and you're fucking done. You're sorted and then off you go. Uh, but, Jamie, as for this week, we'll see you all in two weeks' time. We are off next week again because Jamie is fucking off again. Uh, on, his, on his holidays so we'll see you in the middle of September goodbye everybody bye, bye.